0: This is Sideline Tackle. America, as far as nations go, is pretty new on the global scene. Yet, in just a short 300 years, we've managed to build up an identity all our own apple pies, jazz, New York pizza, rock and roll. The USA has created more than its fair share of cultural sensations. But one thing we're not known for is soccer. We've got our own football, as well as basketball, baseball, and more besides. The beautiful game may be the most universal sport, but it isn't America's sport. Soccer, when it was thought of at all in the States, was seen as a children's sport, as lesser, to put it kindly. So? So? When the land of the free and the home of the brave won their bid to host soccer's biggest tournament in 1994, there was more at stake than putting on a good show. The U.S. Soccer Federation and the U.S. Men's National Team knew that this was their moment. There was no National Soccer League. Only a handful of Americans were playing professionally outside of the States at that point. As far as soccer went, USA was essentially a blank slate. Now, the Yanks were stepping up onto a global stage in their own backyard. There was a mission. Win the hearts and minds of the American people and show them what the beautiful game is all about. So, of course, they asked that most perennial of questions. What are we going to wear? That was not an issue to take lightly. By the 1990s, most powerhouse nations had their own iconic uniforms, or kits as they're called. Brazil's canary yellow shirts and royal blue shorts, Croatia's red and white checker print, Argentina's blue and white stripes. These were iconic, historic, and command respect the world over. If they wanted to be taken seriously, the USMNT didn't just have to walk the walk and talk the talk on the pitch. They had to dress to impress. Adidas, the kit suppliers for the USA at the time, knew they needed to make a statement. They needed to encapsulate an American look and let the world know that the United States of America was breaking into the beautiful game. That's where the now-notorious idea came in. Denim. So how does denim constitute an American look? Quite frankly, denim is THE American textile. Gaining mainstream popularity when a Nevada tailor manufactured the first pair of rivet-reinforced denim pants for a woodsman in 1873. It was strong enough for every American lifestyle throughout history. From the cowboy, to the astronaut, to the rock star. Denim was the clear-cut American choice. While the team couldn't play an actual denim, Adidas designers came up with the next best thing. An exaggerated, oversized denim texture, big white stars, white and bright red trim was added to the collars and sleeves. The names and numbers of the players were emblazoned on the jerseys in that same bright red. It was a kit that could not be ignored. It was loud. It was brash. It was American! And the players hated it. When it was unveiled in spring 1994, just months before the tournament was set to take place, the men were shocked. At first, they truly believed it was a joke. As star player Alexei Lawless later recalled, I'd be lying if I said people weren't looking around for the hidden cameras when they realized it was their actual kit, they didn't take it well. How could anyone take them seriously if they looked like walking raggedy hands, as one player joked. The team all wondered, what were the designers thinking? It turns out, Adidas had been thinking a lot. When they chose to go literal with the Americana inspiration, It was a calculated choice. Equal parts wild art project and strategic marketing. As the global director of Adidas at the time explained, if you have a strong reaction, that's a positive. To Adidas, the biggest statement the USA could make was to make the world look at us. That denim print had one job. To grab attention. And that's exactly what it did. The USMNT debuted their kits during their pre-cup tour, drawing equal commentary on their gameplay and attire. The players continued to joke about the kit to the press and to each other. But when the day came and the world was watching, the United States men's national team stepped up in a way no one expected. The denim kit featured in each of the USA's three group stage games. When the Star-Spangled Banner played throughout the Pontiac Silverdome for their first match against Switzerland, the nerves were palpable on each of the players' faces. And yet, they managed a 1-1 draw against their opponents. Some of their nerves started to settle. Next came the real challenge, against Colombia at the Rose Bowl. And in a stunning turn of events, they won 2-1. That's when the players realized they could grow to love these kids. As one player later said, As soon as we beat Colombia, those jerseys were cool. The USMNT made it to the round of 16 before getting knocked out by Brazil on the 4th of July. The next day, reports showed that Adidas had sold at least 60,000 replica jerseys for $60 each, or around $100 today when adjusted for inflation. They were in high demand, and it was impossible to find them anywhere. Adidas, the U.S. Soccer Federation, and the men's national team all needed to win hearts and minds. And that denim kit played no small part in getting eyes on soccer in the United States of America. Even now, it's a divisive kit. It often appears on both top worst and top best lists on some of the most notable sports publications around the world. Replica kits are pervasive online to this day. While the U.S. national teams have yet to settle on one look and have had such kits known as the Waldo and the Bomb Pop, there's no denying that the denim kit of 1994 was truly an iconic kit. The USMNT itself is, in many ways, still breaking into the world of soccer. The US WNT has broken in time and again, shattering records and regularly dominating their competition in blowout matches. The US now has multiple soccer leagues for men and women, each with dedicated fan bases. We're at the start of our soccer story and I can't wait to see what we'll write next and what we'll wear when we do. Sideline Tackle is written, hosted, and edited by Leslie Gideon. Stay up to date with us on Twitter and Instagram at Sideline Tackle. If you like what you've heard, consider supporting the show at coffee.com forward slash the Leslie Gideon. Don't forget to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps new people find the show. Have a topic you want explored? Send it in to tackle at gmail.com. For more content, sources, and transcripts, visit sideline Remember, the game has 90 minutes. The rest is up to you.